Welcome to the top five, the final five, five through one, one through five. Who are our top five teams personally ranked by us, the free basketball crew for this coming NBA season, which starts Tuesday. Cody, Correct. first of the free basketball crew. Are you excited for Tuesday and how are you? Uh, I am excited for Tuesday and I'm doing fantastic. Daniel, same question. It's the final countdown. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm excited. That's I can't wait. <laughs> Bad. Uh, I thought Did it was you, pretty good. You, yeah, it can't be, can't be the worst you've ever heard. So I figured I'd go for it. <laughs> All right. So we only, we only have five things to do. So we're obviously trying to fill the hour. So for the next 15 minutes, we're just going to do some little banter back and forth between the guys. Uh, no, we're getting straight into it. Let's get into the top five. Number five, the Denver Nuggets, who last year went 48 and 34, which was good for six in the West, bounced four games to one in round one by the eventual NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors. Mike Malone has come out and said that they want to be a top five defense. Um, That is their calling card. That is what they want to do. They know they can be good on offense. They've got you know, a one-man fantastic offense by himself and Nikola Jovic, two-time NBA MVP. But he says they want to be a top-five defense. Daniel, first question of the day. Can this Nuggets team actually reach that kind of goal and be a top-five defense? And even if they're not a top-five defense, do you still think this is going to be a really good team or even as something? a title contending team? There is little to no chance that they are a top five defense. Oh, do we know what they were last year? I I didn't, I haven't researched that or not at all. It was probably middle of the pack, maybe closer to the twenties. I didn't look specifically what it was last year, but I know it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Now I could be a little off on that. Maybe it just was really bad. Um, and it certainly looked really bad in the first round against the Warriors. But, I mean, he wants to be back to being a top-five defense. And the last time they even cracked, like with Yo- Nikola Jovic on the team, like that has been the thing everybody's kind of hit on Jovic, right? uh, Jovic. Jokic, right, is that he's not a good defender. And I think most of us right. kind of come around to the idea that he's okay, right? Like he's average, so he's not fantastic, but he's a very, very smart player. He's not an idiot. All of a sudden he forgets how to – where to be on a defensive side of basketball, but he knows exactly where everybody is on the offensive side. Like he's a okay NBA defensive player, but the last time they even cracked the top 10 in defensive rating was 2018, 2019 season. And when they cracked the top 10, they went 54 and 28. Yeah. So if you're talking about a top five defense, I mean, are we talking about a 60-win team with yeah. all the pieces that are coming back? You you have to. And honestly, like looks like they were ranked uh rough, roughly 19th last year. So they were okay. Like they, they weren't like the bottom of the barrel, but they weren't good. And so yeah. that just being a top 12 defense would be remarkable for them. So mm top 10 would be awesome like you're talking about 50 plus wins they are a legit team that are going to 
be in the playoffs and it's going to be a true title contender. Yes. They need mm. to be in the top 10 to be a true title contender right now. They are outside the 10. I don't believe that there are a true title contender unless Jamal Murray just comes back and just looks amazing. Mm, yeah. We'll get to Jamal Murray thoughts. Cause I have some in just a second, but Cody, obviously this team shipped out long kind of, I guess, longer term pieces that they had with Will Bart and Monte Morris. Um, bringing guys like KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, obviously putting a lot of faith in Bones Highland, bringing in Ish Smith. Um, I, is the story of the Nuggets truly about the top-end star power with Jamal Murray and hopefully a healthy Michael Porter Jr., or do you think it's going to be everyone else, like all the guys that I mentioned? I mean, they even got DeAndre Jordan on this team. Um, are you more certain in the top three of that team being the guys that can move the needle for this Nuggets team and actually make them top contenders? Or do you think it's guys from four to 15 on the roster? I mean, I think it starts with – I mean, it, <clears throat> it's a team sport, so ultimately everyone has to contribute. But I definitely yeah. think it starts with the guys at the top. Like, they have to be, like, the ones that, like, do the majority of the heavy lifting, but, like, the other guys have to, like, you know – make open corner threes, play defense, like that kind of stuff, while the other three are sharing the majority of the offensive load. Because, um, I mean, like with Jokic, you know what you're getting from him, like every night. Like yep. he's just going to destroy defenses, and he's going he's gonna to fill up the stat sheet. Um, I mean, really, I think it comes down to like Michael Porter Jr. and – Jamal Murray for me with this team like mm. it's, those guys are like the question marks on like when I look at the team like in the roster like Jokic is going to make everybody else around him better and like put everyone in like the best positions to be able to score and things like that so I mean like everybody else it's really about effort and I feel like with Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Jamal Murray it's about how they bounce back from injury and how do they you know what kind of impact do they have immediately on the team and how high of a ceiling does that get them? So when we talk about Jamal Murray, because I feel like a lot has been like most of the talk I think about the Nuggets has surrounded has has been surrounding around Jamal Murray's return, right? Like it's this triumphant return of a a list type player. Is that really how you view Jamal Murray? Is he really like an a list type player where he actually brings a huge bump to this Nuggets team for you, Cody? I mean, I think, like, Jamal Murray's offense, like, really helps take a lot of, like, burden off of Jokic and probably does help them quite a bit. Because, like, think about, like, he's had Michael Porter Jr. on and off for, like, the last two years, but, like, really it's just been him. Yeah. So, like, having someone else that can create their own offense and, like, doesn't rely strictly on Jokic to, like, be good, I think will really help. And also, I think, like, having Jokic on the team and, like, the level of play that he's – I mean, he's always been good, but, like, the level of play over the last two or three years, specifically the two years without, like, Jamal Murray, is going to help Jamal Murray coming back too because teams are going to be so focused on what Jokic is doing that he's – they're, you know, not going to be as focused on him coming back from injury and stuff like that. So I think that'll play to his advantage. But still, like, he is really good. Like mm. he can, he can score. Like we've, we've seen that. Like, so um, having that like added bit of option for your offense, I think really like helps how dynamic you're able to make your offense. 
Yeah, I, I'm really glad you, glad you said the thing about he can score because I'm not sure without Jokic, he's really that great of a scorer. Um, and I'm not trying to belittle the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are a really good team. I like Jamal Murray. But, I mean, this guy was, like, this is, what, six year in the season, and the highest he's ever averaged was 21 points per game. Before that was 18, 18, and 16. And the calling card from Jamal Murray was his inconsistency, right? Like, he could have 31 night and 12 the next. And then he has that awesome bubble series against the Jazz, and we're like, oh, Jamal Murray, he's arrived. Um, and we just haven't really seen that guy since, right? Like even the season after when he did get that unfortunate injury and was out after like 45 games or whatever, he wasn't blowing, like he wasn't knocking people's socks off, but there was no rest between seasons, you know, they went deep into the playoffs. So, I mean, are you expecting, I mean, he's coming back from an injury that, you know, a lot of NBA players return to, and are, are you expecting a more with a lot of time off and rest and not having that COVID season in the bubble and that truncated off season? Are you expecting a guy that's going to be in the mid twenties on a scoring average coming, coming back? I mean, I think to start probably not. Cause I mean, with the minutes restriction and stuff like that, like they're not going to have a, like, I honestly, I feel like when players are on those minutes restrictions, like they're typically like not out there for really long stretches at a time. So they don't really get into like good rhythms and stuff like that for the game. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be the first part of the season is just going to be working. I mean, is he even going to be able to play at the very beginning of the season? Yeah, I'm not even sure if he's going to be playing at the beginning of the season. It's a good point. So like with him, they're going to be working him back into the rotation, like probably pretty like, you know, cautiously, I would think. Right. Um and so to start with, he's not going to be scoring a whole lot. So I don't – I mean, his average might be like – he might take a ding on that. But I think like once he's back to like full – like full speed playing, you know, not on a minutes restriction and stuff like that, that I think he'll be good to go. He'll be 20, 20 game easy. Like maybe he gets more comfortable with it. So he could have a yeah. slow start when he's coming back. But maybe, you know, by all-star break or after all-star break, he really starts clicking and putting together high 20s-type games. I, I agree with you. I could see something like that. And to move into the other player, that's a big question, Mark Daniel. Michael Porter Jr., it's the same kind of thing, right? Like, rookie year, not playing a whole lot, doesn't have a trust by Mike Malone, second year. They throw him out there, and he averages almost 20 points per game um, and just set the league on fire, basically, because no one was expecting a, you know, 45% from three guy. Uh, but obviously there was huge medical red flags when he was coming in his draft year. Um, are you expecting a whole lot out of Michael Porter or do you think he can be a spot minute guy that is a stretch shooter and they, they don't really ask too much from him? Like, is he not going to contribute as much points wise as he did in year two when he played, you know, a decent amount? Um, could you see him being more of a rotational guy, or do you think they Mike Malone plans to throw him right back into the fire and he's putting up those same kind of numbers once again? I think he's definitely being thrown out to the into the fire again. I don't know why mm. he wouldn't, especially a guy that you've you know paid and given a good contract to. So great point. I, yeah, I, I just think that it's it's really about health with him. You know, if he can stay healthy, he's fine. Like he's going to be a good player. I expect him to be a good player. 
the problem is, is can he stay healthy? I, I don't mm. think it's about how good he is. I think when he's on the court, he can be a very good player that can really change the game. And I think he's their X factor, personally. Oh, I, I think okay. I think I think Jokic is who he is. He's amazing. I think Jamal Murray is going to be good. I don't think Jamal Murray can really be the 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 player that puts you over the edge. I think you have to have another player that really bring and unlocks everything because you have the point guard and you have the big guy and they can do all the pick and rolls they want. You have to have the other guy who can do a little bit of everything and can be a, an X factor for your team. So I think, I think Michael Porter jr. Is the X factor. And if he's good and he's healthy, I think they can be a real threat to, to win the championship this year. Wow. That's a, we certainly believe in the Nuggets. We have them in the top five for a reason. Um, very interested to see Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. get back on the basketball floor. And we didn't even talk about Bones Highland. A lot of hope, a lot of hype and hope. I feel like in Denver about Bones kind of anchoring the um, six-man position there. So we'll see how that works out. But moving on to team number four, uh, a lot of people would not like this ranking, but we don't care. Like we said, we rank them how we see them. We're wrong. We're wrong. We'll admit that. But the, this team is going to tr- try to defend a title. And they're here at number four. That would be the Golden State Warriors, who last year went 53-29, and 29, which is good for third in the West. No one knocked them out of the playoffs because they won the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Cody, should we spend any time talking about Draymond and Jordan Poole's situation, or do you think it's resolved and not a big deal? Because I have an opinion on that. I think it's worth talking about, but like in the Ooh. sense that, <clears throat> A, this isn't the first time that Draymond's gotten into it with teammates. Yes. And there's also been some developments in the last few days, too. Draymond's in a contract year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jordan Poole just got the bag. Yes. From the Warriors. So, I definitely think that it has potential to affect the season because mm. if you look around the Warriors locker room and you just look at con, like if you just, you know, if Draymond Green is not an idiot and, you know, has access to Twitter and, you know, sp- spot rack <laughs> just like we do, like, he can probably look around the locker room and above everybody's head, you know, above Steph Curry's head, he sees however many years, however many million dollars. Above Jordan Poole's head, he sees four years, $142 million now. Above Clay Thompson, he sees his contract. He sees everybody else's contract, you know. All, you know, like it's some commercial with everybody's like net worth above him. He's going to see that every time he walks in the locker room and everyone's going to see that he's standing around like with not with one year or, you know, his twenty two hundred and forty two days left, yeah. and <laughs> you know, however, you know that num- that number that's left on that contract, the time and the dollar amount's going to go down, and he's not going to be, you know, I don't know if he's going to get his contract renewed, but like if you're Joe Lacob and you look at that, do you go, okay, so you potential you did ruin our relationship with one player who like Kevin Durant, you could say he was probably on his way out already, but yeah. that definitely didn't help the situation, and even people like around the organization like now after the fact will be will like be like yeah that was a big deal or whatever they no, they never got over that even though they act like it was not a big deal now when like they've been in public or whatever but 
it was a super big deal at the time if you go back and watch the video of them arguing like that was those were two guys arguing that were like really arguing yeah like i can't think of anyone i've ever argued with like that and been like (laughs) man you know what i want to go have a beer with that guy afterwards um so yeah I yeah. think that there's definitely potential for Draymond to just get like, do we really need to keep putting up with this bullshit with like, you know, is it good? Like Draymond is like the emotional, like center of the team. I would say as far as like, you know, you have the random guy on the team that's, you know, will scream pain as weakness, leaving the body at, you know, random times <laughs> and things like that. Um, and that's he's like, what he, he's like the NASA's on the Kupo, right? For the bus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's like the ultimate hype guy who actually like knows what he's doing on defense. So like, yeah, he's like he's yelling at people constantly, but in a way that's typically constructive. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think the. But it seems like that's kind of like past. It is interesting about how they've signed Wiggins and Poole, right? And he seems to be the only guy kind of sitting out there in the gray area. Yeah, they signed Andrew Wiggins, like. I I think that is interesting. I don't think that is enough to derail a season. I don't think it'll derail um, it, but it's but the turn in the punch bowl. To talk about the fight itself, I actually don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I think everyone blew that out of proportion to like, oh, I would never blah, blah, blah. Like, I guarantee you alpha males in an NBA team locker room I would imagine stuff like that happens pretty regularly. Um, no one's going to ever say anything about it, but if I had to guess, maybe not as severe as the way Draymond, you know, hit him, but I guarantee you stuff like that happens all the time. And I would say I actually, there are probably, I would agree that stuff like that, but if you include hold me back fights as stuff like that, then yes. But I don't think that there's like actual like punches being thrown like on a weekly basis in the NBA, in NBA practices. I'm not, not saying a, I'm not saying a weekly basis, but I think that happens Monthly? more often. Uh, maybe a couple months, maybe. Um, I don't think it happens going that through, I do. I actually I think like there would be, that but think about it. Think about how good, like, think about how many people care, like, are interested by those stories and how many players are on podcasts and stuff right now right. and how many of them are willing to talk about anything. Like, Charles Oakley goes and talks about whatever. Well, and I, there's like yeah, two but, apocryphal stories about fights at practice, right? Yeah, there's, but none of that stuff comes out. What and do you they, mean none of that they, stuff comes out? It's those all those guys late, can't wait. You know, to new media. We know about everything oh. now. No, they're not going to talk about them no, fighting. I don't, I don't think that stuff happens. There's like two stories that we know about of like fights and practices. And one of them is Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan. And the other one is, um, <laughs> what's his name? Choking out PJ Carlos. With Charles Freewell. And Charles Freewell. Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crenton bringing a gun in the Bringing a gun. Yeah, yes. that, but that's not a fight. That's, a di- that's just gun violence in the locker room. <laughs> that's different. That's o- That was just... over cards or some bullshit. Like honestly, not, I'm talking about like people getting heated up in practice and just like punching shut whatever. Like I don't think that stuff happens that often. I I think it happens more often than you think. And no, it doesn't. I'm not no. saying it's a, I'm not there's, saying it's a regular thing. There's no way that there's just like rampant like think the like, NBA right. is a workplace. There's no way that there's Bobby just rampant Portis violence in the whatever NBA. Whatever that dude's name is in the face. And we heard about it. 
That's we heard the about it like hours after it happened. There was video yeah, because it's he 2022. Broke his face and played. If he wouldn't Dude, have broken okay. anything, you think they would have said no? If he wouldn't, if it, they would. What yes. do you mean? There's video cameras there. There's vi- like every all like, the time. This is the all videotape. There's reporters investigating the so leak because think- it was such a big deal. People made a bigger deal about no, it the being video, a leak the, the the privacy of the team, right? And you think they're just going to casually let out, uh, you know, AD and uh, Dwight Howard last year got into a fight practice on Tuesday. You think like, Dwight Howard and do that? That doesn't happen. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a question. Real question: sure. How many fights do you think happen in the NBA, like not on television, like not in a basketball game, off the court practices, whatever? Ryan, how many fights do you think happen in a year? More than a dozen. What? Yeah. You are insane. Okay, hold on. What do I you consider a fight? Oh, no, hold on. Let's like just, let's define fight. Yeah. I'm with you, Daniel. What's punching? a fight? Is a fight someone yeah, being struck by another person? There are elbows. You're, you're saying there's more than 12 fights in an NBA season. Yeah. But there's 30 teams? Yeah. You know, that is incredible. You don't, you don't think those guys, we all played pickup basketball before against people and just wanted to fight people and elbow yeah. them. These are professional but we did athletes. It. Yes. But we did it. You, you can get mad and you can yell and cuss somebody out and like get pissed and push. That's Never not a fight. A guy in the yeah. on yes, I have many a times. Okay. I'm saying you push, right? You're pushing each other. Yeah, if anybody knows about fights and basketball games, it's this guy. Got sucker punched. We're talking to him, but it's not about like you're not saying, "Hey, I don't like him. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go whoop his tail." Like you're yeah. not saying that. I'm gonna go punch him. Punches are rarely ever ever thrown, and like a punch is thrown in a boxing ring, and in a UFC, it, like they don't. It's not like I said. It's not hockey. I just, I just think it happens more often than you think, but. Anyways, think we're what? not talking about the Warriors anymore. No, no, no. I, this is <laughs> this is the content that people need. No, <laughs> we're gonna we have to like talk about this more because I, I want to know about more. It's been ten minutes. No, I want to know what you think. Like, so let's. I just want to talk about this from like just like the we all go to work at the NBA perspective. <laughs> so the three of us are all employed by the NBA, right? We're all players. So we all show up to practice Daniel at the facility one day <laughs> and we'll say this happens. I am guarding Ryan in a practice for a game. And so I am guarding him and I accidentally step on his foot. <laughs> so Ryan gets really mad. Uh, <laughs> Twisted Ryan, ankle. And so, it was an accident either way. We'll just, but this for the sake of the argument, it was an accident. So then Ryan, in a fit of rage, you know, gets mad and just shoves me to the ground. That's not a fight. That it's, might. It's ha- not a fight because you didn't retaliate. Yeah, because it, well, no, okay. it's not a, it's not a fight because that's like, like because also the way that you show the way that like that whole situation actually happened was like a stupid like couple of people that like are obviously friends like getting into like a quick argument and that was like it except for the part where you left me there stranded like that part (laughs) would kind of made it worse but like other than that like the very next day you were like oh hey we're playing this game will you guard me in warm-ups like 
was not like a big deal. <laughs> but if you had like if you had swung and hit me in the face, like with a punch, I don't know that you would you or I like one of us would not have played the next game. Mm. <laughs> right? That would have been a lot different, right? Probably a lot different. Right. So if yeah. you would hit me in the face, so sh- you can shove. We'll say shoving. That's and that's what I mean by like a hold me back fight, where you got a couple guys who are like up in each other's face and like their chests are touching and like they're erotically rubbing nipples together and <laughs> like y- breathing into each other's mouths. Like oh, that Lord. is like the hold me back fight. But if you swing on somebody, like that's a completely different thing. Like that's like you've stepped in. You you've gone out of like we're on a basketball court and we're irritated with each other. And like, we're kind of like, you know, egoing a little, you know, going back and forth with our egos a little bit and like, you know, kind of dick measuring you've, when you punch someone, you've moved into the realm of like a real assault. Fair. And like, maybe, that's not maybe something I should just say it's the push. Kind of yeah. I, that I, I, if you were like people guys argue and like get into like little, you know, I'll, sh- I'll half shove you and you half shove me. And then we're like, don't put your hands on me and you don't put your hands on me. Then like, yeah, that probably happens like four to five times a month because that's just the nature of playing sports. But like a real like fight where someone like punches someone in the face, I think has happened probably the number of times we've heard about it. Plus two. Hmm. Well, how to segue to the rest of the Warriors. Maybe we should just start the Warriors segment over. That was um, a main discussion separate from the actual Warriors team preview. Uh, let's actually get back into it because this team, speaking about Draymond and, well, maybe just Draymond in this aspect, this was the best defensive team in the NBA last year. I'm pretty sure their number one defensive rating, all kind of metrics, they were the top. Um, now, they did have a small roster, Rachel. Daniel, this is where I'm going to go with you for this. Gary Payton, the third? Is that what he was? Or was he a junior? Or was he a third? I the can't third. remember. He was third. a third. Um, yeah. Otto Porter Jr. is out. Sub in Dante DiVincenzo, who has bounced around the NBA since his injury that he had with the Bucks. He has not found a stable home, really. I mean, I think he had a decent stint with the Kings last year, but they got rid of him, too. And Jermichael Green's brought in. Um, James Wiseman's supposed to be a guy that could be ready to go. And obviously, they have a bevy full of rookies that they have that they like in second-year guys like Kaminga Moody. Um, is this like is this going to be another like with the sub out of Gary Payton third? Like he was a big deal for them. Otto Porter Jr. was a big deal for them. Do you think this is still going to be a top defensive team in the NBA? I mean, those are two guys who are really good at their roles. Gary Payton third was, you know, basically a one-on-one shutdown guy. Like, is this going to be a big change? Is this the fall-off for the Warriors and their defending title chance is the fall-off in their defense ability? I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year. Um, Mm. Jordan Poole is abysmal at defense. He just got paid. He's He's going to play more minutes, he's going to be more in a prominent role, even more than he was last year. We're also going to see more of Andrew Wiggins. I don't think he's as good as what he played last year. I think he played really good. I think he found his role. You have to figure out a way for them to mesh with Clay Thompson, even though they did down the stretch, but 
Clay is not as good as he has been. He's aging right in front of our eyes. Draymond mm. is their worst player, in my opinion, in their starters. <laughs> I just don't think he's good. And that contract is going to cause probably to be 12 plus more fights, you know, with Draymond punching people. <laughs> you know, there's probably going to be 14 just in the Warriors locker room, uh, according to Ryan's stats. Uh, but uh, we're going to, I think that we're going to see some issues. And I think that last year, is the last time we'll ever see Steph Curry in a championship game. Wow. I that's I like it because I said it last year. This is this is makeup for 2019, right? With playing KD. This is everything went right for them. Right. On their way to the title. Yep. Um, and everything went absolutely right. They played the best opponents they could play. Injuries got some opponents. Not saying they didn't win it. Obviously, the Warriors went out, won it. Right. They get the credit for doing that. But to me, last year was a payback for what they should have won in 2019. And I thought that was the end of the road for them. But that's the playoffs. And I can see them making another deep run. <clears throat> but I don't think they're going to have the injury fortune, um, you know, like they did last year. So I can see it being more difficult in the playoffs. But I do think it is going to be a really interesting regular season team because it looks really deep, right? Like you expect another year at Clay Thompson, maybe he's going to be a little healthier coming back, feels more comfortable with it. I mean, he did get better during the finals. Um, Steph, another year. Clay, uh, Poole just got paid. Is he going to play better? Kaminga in year two, Moses Moody in year two. What are you going to get from some of these rookies? Like, what is James Wiseman going to be a former, you know, top three pick? Like, there's a lot of interesting additive pieces that we just kind of have to see play out, right? But there's still going to be a interesting regular season team because it looks like they have the depth to be able to do multiple lineups and be able to sub guys in if guys like Clay Thompson need breaks, right? Like if he's going to be what we assumed is managed, you know, time managed and uh, whatever they call it. I can't think of the word right now, um, <clears throat> but minutes restriction, not minutes restriction, but what's the load what's management? The load management. Yeah. That was the word I'm looking for. I fully okay. expect Clay. I'm to be surprised you forgot about that as many loads as you've managed. I know. <laughs> Uh, you want to fight uh, but uh, yeah i think play will be load managed a lot this season so it'll be interesting to see what the depth looks like and so i think they'll be really good which gives them top four cody for you just real quick before we move on to team number three what's the x factor for this team to keep them from repeating again as nba champions to keep them from yeah to prevent them from winning another nba championship what is it um, the thing that would prevent them is if Draymond forgets that he's in a contract year. And, and tries to play? No, and, like, <laughs> do, that would be – and if he forgets and he, like, keeps up with all this, like, bullshit, like, this petty bullshit, if he remembers that he's in a contract year and, like, kind of shuts his mouth and, like, goes back to being, like, a defensive person and, like, just, like, being that or maybe, like, you know, a good locker room guy if you're not on the court that much, like – 
you know, that could be helpful. But I also see Draymond and his personality being the way that it is, like being something that could potentially be a hindrance. Mm, yeah. Like, he's got I that like... podcast too. And like, it just like, it seems like it could just be like a weird, like it just seems like it could be a weird dynamic. Seems like it could be a weird dynamic. I like what Daniel said, Steph Curry will never see another NBA Finals. Um, this is going to be a really good, interesting team in the regular season, but I agree with Daniel. He, I think that last year was the swan song. Um, and that $500 million they're paying to keep this thing together might not be a good I think y'all are crazy. Investment. I think this team's good and has potential to win the West. I like it. That's a totally good call. We have them top four. We have them number four. We do, I, I I try not to sound too pessimistic. I try to be. Yeah, you, you guys know, are trying real negative about a top four team in the, in yeah, the rankings. I, I, I Aggregate rankings. I Aggregate rankings. Bad, but uh, they are going to be really good. We'll just see, right? Um, but top yeah. three, this is number three. No one's going to agree with this because everyone is out on this team from the weird summer they had. Um, but we'll dive into it here a little bit and see if <sighs> we obviously disagree, but we'll kind of see if after the fact, if maybe, you know, we actually think this is still worthy of a top five ranking for this team. And that is the Phoenix Suns, who last year went 64 and 18, which was league best. So it was good for first in the West, bounced in game seven in round two by the Dallas Mavericks in what was a completely um, demoralizing and really embarrassing effort. DeAndre Ayton, the situation, the weird situation happened over the summer, not even talking to Monty Williams, Monty Williams not even playing him down the stretch in the blowout. Um, There's a lot of things that people have question marks, but my number one thing for this, Daniel, is we know not to overreact to this kind of thing. And all the pieces are still here for a team that won 64 games and did make round two. And just the year before, almost won an NBA championship. And now, all of a sudden, their window is closed with the exact same roster, pretty much, at least with the pieces that kind of push them to the edge of that. Is this truly an overreaction by everybody that all of a sudden the Suns are just going to suck? Or do you kind of buy into it? Do you think the window is closed? Is Chris Paul too old? Is the DeAndre Ayton situation, you can't resolve it. It'll eventually be moved. Like what's overreaction or you agree with the reaction? I think I agree. Um, For the the simple fact that I think that DeAndre Ayton definitely wants out of there, right? Mm. He's getting paid, but he doesn't want to be there. Chris Paul – He's aging. He's not going to play as many minutes in the regular season. I think they're going to be okay. I know, I'm pretty sure that they'll make the playoffs outside of a, you know two superstars getting hurt. I think one superstar actually helps them, weirdly enough, because it probably makes them have to play some of the guys that are the backups that want to try a little bit harder and play more. But realistically, I see this team as – probably being a six seed this year. And I know that's wow. contrary to popular beliefs. Wow. I just think when there's smoke, there's fire. And wow. I think that everybody has caught up to the Suns. DeAndre Aiden is going to be a big issue for them. There's obviously going to be internal issues. 
I think they are a six seed right outside of obviously the play in spots. And so I still think they will be a good team, but I think their run is over. And I think Chris Paul is, you know, is on his last leg. They just did the, the stupid redeem team Netflix show and everybody's retired. Nobody's there. LeBron's <laughs> obviously aging. You can see that Dwayne Wade's he's right already, before your eyes. Yeah. He, he, right before your <laughs> eyes. You can see him, you know, he's practically dying out there. And uh, Carmelo's just in a ball cap, just chilling, hanging out. He's not in the league anymore. Nobody wants him. It's done. Chris Paul, his good days, they're long gone. Cody, rebuttal. Do you agree? The, the, nah. Do you think the Suns are going to be really good? I don't think they're going to be terrible. <laughs> like, they're going to be good. Like, we voted them number three. Like, I mean, yeah, tumultuous offseason, whatever. Like, they're going to be all right. This, they're still I, a good so, team. Chris Paul's not dead. So we're talking. Obviously, everybody, every, only thing everybody has ever talked about so far is the West got better. The West got better. West got better. Um, the West also has those punching bag teams, though. Like the West has the Spurs. You know yeah. who's winning four games against the Spurs? <laughs> the Suns. Well, here's we the might thing. could. I the three of us could maybe. I just yeah. I just want to know. Get the practice squad back together. Because I don't think people are really talking about this too much because everybody's like, oh, the West is so much better. West is so much better and deeper. Is the West that much better than it was last year? I mean, we've already talked about Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back. Huge health risk. Kawhi and Paul George are back. Huge health risk. I mean, the Warriors, in, in theory, got deeper. They signed their younger like pool and stuff for long term. Um, the, the Grizzlies... How do you theoretically get deeper? You either are deeper or you aren't. You don't theoretically get deeper. Like you either have more guys to play or you don't have more guys to play. You're either deep or you're not deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's either you're either in the deep end or you're not in the deep end. It's deep or shallow. Which one are you? So do you agree that the West is deeper from what everyone's saying? Yeah. I mean, like, think it is. I actually don't think it's. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me make the case. It's the exact same. There's no difference. No, hold on. Let me. Coming back, tips the scales on the West. Shut your mouth. (laughs) 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 Too bad we don't do video. Continue. Not yet. No, I'm ready. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You no, I got. I just said I got something. Mouth in the middle I'm of it. <laughs> I got something. All right, so I, I let me give a caveat. I think that it is deeper. It's deeper right now than it was last year, midway through to the end of the year. Okay? Because everyone's quote unquote healthy. We just said the same thing at the beginning of the season last year. Last year it was good, but then people got hurt. So we that's didn't the thing say is, that at the beginning of last year. Jamal Murray wasn't sure hurt. Or Jamal Mur- no, he wasn't. Jamal Murray was hurt. Was yes, exactly. Last there year was, was the first year we were like, <laughs> oh, the East Jamal is better Murray. than the West. Jamal we Murray said, was hurt. I agree. Everybody said the East was better than the West last year. And the beginning of the Jamal season, Murray yes. was hurt. Kawhi was hurt. Kawhi, yes. we weren't going into the season last year. Right. Like, oh, man, Kawhi and Paul George are loaded back up. You better watch out for the Clippers. We went last year saying, <laughs> well, the Clippers are going to be middling. And then we talked. We said, if Kawhi plays, then they'd be pretty good. Right. But he didn't play. We He hasn't played 55 games in over, like, 26 years. So I guess what my key point is, is I actually don't believe in that sentiment that the West is all of a sudden a lot deeper than the year, that this so, year 
that are much deeper where you say it's a significant difference where all of a sudden a 64 win team all of a sudden has no chance. Um, I just don't believe in that. I don't agree with it. I get on paper at the beginning of the season when everyone's healthy. Did I it say that? It looks like, I'm not saying, I'm saying in general, this is what most people are talking about with the West, right? Like Daniel said, the Suns are going to be a six seed. You're looking oh, yeah. at paper. Daniel teams. does fall into most people. I didn't realize you were. <laughs> I didn't realize this was directed at Daniel Carey. No, it's not directed at Daniel at all. No, it I'm is. Just saying. It sounds like sentiment. he has a bad take. We are talking. Like of, no, we're talking about general sentiment from everyone else talking about the West and how all of a sudden the Suns' window is done. They're going to be a six seed or out. Like I've seen some people say they're going to be in the play-in, um, and it's just I just don't see that. There has to be. There, there's just nothing significant roster-wise to me that says that the West has gotten that much deeper where all of a sudden the 64-win team is not going to be very good again and have a chance to make a title. I, I 100% that believe West... that they're going to be very good. I 100% believe they're going to be very good. I 100% believe that they have a chance to win the title. They have come out and said, that rest is key for them this year. They push too hard in the regular season. We get that. So there is going to be a record regression. I expect them to be mid-50s record-wise. Um, I don't expect them to be in the 40s and 60s. I still expect them to be top three in the West. Um, and they might not, you know, they might do a Bucks thing. I think that's what they're going to try to do as a Bucks thing. But the point I was trying eventually going to get to is that when you try to do that thing where you rest and you push things off and, you know, you give load manager to Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and all that stuff is you have to have the depth. Right. And that's my biggest question for you, Cody, is does this team, that was my question mark with them last year was the guys past, you know, the sixth guy. They already have Jay Crowder's wanting out. Um, they've got four, five guys, basically. Is the depth the most questionable thing to you for this Suns team? That could yeah, really absolutely. hurt them. If, if they only have four guys, I'm rest. really worried. Because they so, can't even get on. They have to forfeit games. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't even have, play at all. Like, they can't <laughs> even take the court if they only have four guys. Like, they're going to be pulling a guy out of the stands. Like, that's not going to be good. So, well, I mean, guys, they brought in Josh Akogi, who was a complete flame out in the Timberwolves organization. I mean, he had moments like two years ago, but just can't shoot the ball. And he was a defensive guy. I mean, they've got Damian Lee, Brian Jock Londale. They still have Landry Shamit. I mean, Bismack Biombo got their backup nod. They didn't re sign JaVale McGee. I mean, they have Darius Sarge coming back from injury, but I, I don't know what they're getting out of the Jay Crowder situation. I mean, do you think this is a team that is a panic, maybe not panic, but is in the mix for a midseason blockbuster trade? I mean, like DeAndre Hayden's not happy, maybe. Mm. Daniel, do you think this team should be a midseason blockbuster trade? Yeah, they need to do something. They have, a, uh, they have an aging point guard, Cody. Aging. <laughs> right before our very eyes, we're seeing it. <laughs> it's it older every year it's crazy how that works <laughs> so the uh, most thing go ahead Dave. i was gonna say that i just think that 
they I don't know about a you know blockbuster, but the fact that you know Aiton is the price he is, they're gonna have to have something. And I don't know what direction they go, but the fact that Jay Crowder's not happy, Aiton's not happy. You think they could and... package Crowder and Aiton for uh Embiid? No, Oof. no, that's the thing is like when you get to that level of money. <laughs> they they overpaid on Aiton, in my opinion. What can they bring back now? That's where yeah. I'm getting at. Like, like is at it this Miles point, Turner, Buddy Hield situation. Like, like, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I, there's got to be somehow they have to figure out now that he's at this tier. You got to better bring back somebody else that's willing to get rid of their tier of a player that's that high. And so there's obviously baggage. So is it? It's the same thing with Russell Westbrook. It's not that Westbrook is that bad. It's his contract is so bad, and he's not, you know, providing exactly what that contract entails. And so, you can't get off of him. And so, I don't know. I think they're. I think they could because he's still young enough compared to you know Russell Westbrook. But man, I, I just don't know what you. I don't know what you're going to get back for a guy like Aiton, who is good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's like. He's not just franchise changing, changing at all. Yeah, I let's get to the top two here. I mean, we only have five teams, and we're <laughs> going to be looking at right at the hour that we usually are. Um, but hopefully it's been interesting, engaging discussion. We have, I guess since we knew that we had time, we got more into, uh, we got more into the verbal altercations. So those took a, uh, a little while longer. But here is the top two. You know, if you've been paying attention or if you've been, you know, jotting down in your notebook, um, you know, there's only two teams left, and you know who those two two teams are. And number two, surprise, surprise, it's the Boston Lakers. Celtics. Oh, it's the Boston Celtics. Oh, well, last that's for sixteen. Year, <laughs> last year went fifty-one and thirty-one, which was good for second East. Bounced in six games in the NBA Finals by the Golden State Warriors. I'm not going to talk about NBA Doka situation. Um, but is there a coaching turnover slash NBA Finals hangover, Daniel, that worries you about the Boston Celtics? Or is this just a machine now that knows that way, what they can do? Wow. Um, I, it's definitely not a machine by no mm. way. Um, okay. I think that they are a good regular season team for sure. And so I do not doubt the regular season part of them at all. I think that they are a good team. I think that they can be a really good team, um, especially, you know, regular season wise. I, I think the age of these guys being, you know, obviously just, you know, knocked out last year and being so close and kind of tasting it. I, I think that they'll be okay. I, I don't worry about that. I worry about, can they have the right chemistry by the season's end? Can they come together? Do they have all their roles um, kind of solidified? And can they go for it? I, mm -hmm. I, I think that's what it comes down to. I don't think it's about regular season. I think that's the – it's not – they're not put in the two position because we think that they're the best team. Like when all these teams come together and go head-to-head, -head, I don't know if I, – I think that the Celtics are better than, you know, some of these other teams. But – Regular season-wise, record-wise, I do believe that they are going to be a juggernaut because they have so many good players at so many positions on this team. Um, and so I, I, I think it's going to be a really good regular season team. Yeah, I, and we've always had, or 
don't know who, which one of us, but we've always seemed to have questions about the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum pairing, right? Are all your questions resolved with that pairing now, Daniel? Do you think it's a legit duo, or do you think it's maybe we got, you know, it's kind of like we talked about Jamal Murray. He had a really cool, really awesome series in the bubble, and Brown and Tatum had a really nice run throughout the playoffs. Is this say for real duo that you're satisfied with, or is this still, you know, trade bait with Jalen Brown? I mean, there was always chirping about Jalen Brown being involved in trades. They got to be once his own team, all this kind of junk. Is all of that subsided now? And this is a legit duo. I don't know if it subsided, but I do think that they're going to always have issues because they kind of both need the ball in a sense. And mm. I think Tatum's going to be their number one guy. And I think – I really do think that Jalen Brown's got to figure out, can he be the Scottie Pippen? And mm. can he can he fit the role? Can he actually swallow a little bit of his pride and fit the role that they need him to fit? Because it's not Tatum fitting it. Literally, Tatum is the guy, and he's got to fit it. And he's got to be the dude. And he's got to be the one that's talked about the most. Can Jalen Brown figure out, can he be the Scottie Pippen? If he can, then they'll be okay. I think they're always going to have issues until they win. That, that's just the truth. I think when you win, you're able to get people kind of off your back a little bit. But until that happens, people are always going to second-guess them. Cody, with in regards to if you were to rank teams that you expect to win the NBA championship in order, what, what spot are you putting the Celtics? Are they in your top three? Are they number one? Like, where would you rank them out of all of the NBA heading into the season? How many teams above the Celtics that winning NBA championship before you get to the Celtics? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I was like, no, actually doing totally the, fine. I know I'll, you needed to because that was a very, yeah. Yeah. Uh, four or five, maybe. Like really? Four okay. or five teams above them, I would say. Wow. Okay, I'm kind of surprised by that. Daniel, give us those teams. The teams, I would say the Warriors. Okay. Um, I would say the Suns. Okay. I would say the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe team number one on our list? Yeah, and and the Bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I like your list, which is – that's the weird thing is, like, when I think about the Celtics, yeah, I think they're going to be awesome. Like Daniel said, they're going to be a great regular season team. They're going to put teams in strangleholds. I expect this team to blow out teams on by 20 plus on regular, um, just a nightly basis. I just very much doubt that this team plays a lot of very close games. But they're also um, like not going to be as good on defense, though, because they're not going to have Rob Williams to start. To, like They're not going to be able to play him. Like He's consistently injured. So like it was great that he was healthy last year when he was healthy. But that was kind of like good luck for them. He's injured to start the season. Their defense is not going to be as good as it was. Like they were, their like point differential was insane after like the All Star break last year, like after Christmas. So like two completely different teams. So like I could see that even potentially happening again this year. That like beginning of the year, they kind of are okay. Five hundred staying around. Yeah, hmm. and I mean it's not like. I mean, I don't know that like Jalen or Jason Tatum exactly like took the summer off and like was like pissed that he got his ass beat by the, you know, 
the other players and the the warriors because like he's like out at weddings and stuff like taking photos dapping everybody up so i mean like he clearly wasn't that hurt by it so Mm. i don't know yeah well you beat me to the punch on that because that was that was going to be my added point to that i think i have a hard time putting the celtics number one because i think they could be really affected by Al Horford, Robert Williams, and their new pickup, Malcolm Brogdon, right? Well, they could like also be affected by the fact that, like, we also we always talk about, like, you know, like, at least me and Ryan do, about how, like, when you, like, have a team and you have, like, young players, you have, like, you have a coach that, like, develops those players. And then after that, you have, like, the coach that, like, kind of, like, teaches them how to, like, win. And then that guy usually isn't enough to like get them to like championship level. And then you have like the championship, the guy that like knows how to like win the playoffs that comes in. And like, it seemed like Yudoko was the guy that comes in that like came in and was like, like you had Brad Williams who like is the stabilizer of like everything. And is like, is a really good coach in his own right. But like sets the, keeps, brings the Celtics to like super respectability again, like makes him like a perennial contender and stuff like that. And then you have Yudoka who last year, like gets through to all those guys who it seemed like had kind of like plateaued and like, we're just like kind of not really figuring it out. And now this year he's not going to be there for like mm. reasons. Um, and so I think like, that's a big factor along with all the things you talked about, like with, with Al Horford, like, like long and and those guys planned a really long season last year too like that you know is something that they're gonna have to yeah that i i think that's ultimately where i fall short of them being the number one Mm -hmm. and a true title contender for me because i think they're still like the betting favorites to win the nba championship i just it's so thin at the five position and you know to rely on al horford and robert williams who robert williams is habitually injured all the time you just like the fact they even made it to the playoffs last year is a minor miracle. And the fact that Al Horford made it to the playoffs unscathed, relatively unscathed is a minor miracle. And I probably should not honestly have gotten out of the second round against the Milwaukee Bucks. And let's just be honest. It is what it is, but that doesn't, that's not to say that, I mean, that was last year, this year, they should have that confidence of coming off from that loss. I do not think it's going to lead to a big hangover. And I agree with Daniel and you guys that it's just, it is going to be a really good regular season team. I'm very interested by if they lose early in the playoffs, what is the fallout with that dynamic duo at the top? So the Celtics really good. That's why I come at number two, ultimately couldn't put them at number one for the big question marks. Um, but number one, I know we just talked about question marks, and maybe this team has – I guess we'll find out if we think they have more question marks. So maybe a flawed number one. Um, but the Milwaukee Bucks, number one team in the NBA this year by us, the free basketball crew. Last year went 51-31, which is good for third in the East. They were bounced in round two by the Celtics in game seven. Obviously did not have Chris Middleton for that series. Um, but this team is like this is we were talking about the Warriors, kind of their swan song, win the championship, and this is it last year. Um, they actually have young pieces where they might be able to patch something together once, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond move on to be at least, you know, semi-competitive, obviously not championship level, but 
this team without Giannis is basically a dinosaur. Like, I'm pretty sure this is the oldest team in the NBA. If not, it's pretty darn close. And the only reason it might not be is because Udonis has them is still with the heat on the roster. Um, but Middleton is 31-32. He kind of seems like he's starting to tail off, it feels like. Um, I We know that this team doesn't put a lot of stock in the regular season. And maybe that's why we shouldn't have put them as the number one team for the NBA this year. But, Daniel, are the pieces here again? for this to be a return to the finals after an early, you know, a disappointing exit last year, taking the Celtics who made the finals to seven games. Yeah, I think it's very disappointing. Last year, they, they battled the Celtics without Middleton. So let's just always remember that. Like they had an injury and the other team did not have any injuries and they still went to seven games. So, um, This is a this is a team that just like any others, like if they're if they're all healthy, we're basing them all together, all health, all the same. Everybody's good. I think that the Bucks have a cheat code in Giannis, and nobody else has that. I don't care how good Embiid is. I don't care how good Steph is. Giannis is only getting better, and he is the ultimate cheat code. As long as he has a full team healthy, and people, uh, Connaughton. Pat Condon took a lesser deal to go back there. And so you got to think, um, you know, all these other players that are playing and could be getting paid more. There's a reason they go back there is because they really like playing with Giannis. Giannis is a good team teammate in, in all sense. Um, and so I, I think that this is, I think it's their, their year to really win it. Um, but they got to stay healthy and Middleton has to be the Robin. And if, if Middleton can't be, the Robin to Giannis's Batman, then they're going to have an issue. But I think that with Drew Holiday's defense, especially on you know out on the perimeter, I think I think that just solidifies them as being probably the the favorite to win the championship. Cody, if you were having the Bucks to be the favorite in championship, does that mean you believe Giannis is the best and most dominant player in the NBA right now? Yeah, absolutely. He is number one. There is no one above him. Yeah. First pick, number one (laughs) draft pick. So if you're drafting the NBA players right now, I'm taking Giannis. Giannis is your number one. Yeah. And everyone wants to talk about he's got to add stuff to this game. Do you care about that at this point? I mean, he's what, 28, 29? I don't give a (laughs) Have you seen that guy? Have you seen what, like, he he gets a basketball in his hands, what he does? Have you seen how much he cares? Yeah. Like, have you watched him play a game of basketball? I don't, I don't give a shit if he adds anything else to his game. He's already the best player in the NBA. Like, I don't, I don't even think that's like, like currently, I don't think there's anybody that is as dominant a force as him. Is that ultimately why this might be our shortest of the five team previews is because it's just Giannis. They have Giannis. That's basically. I mean, like they have Giannis, they have Middleton back. Like they're not facing as much like injury bullshit this year. Like they got like, let's go. Give me the bucks. <laughs> Well, I think they're already starting without Middleton, I think. I'm not 100% sure. And uh, <clears throat> I uh, think there is something going on with Connaughton, so I'm not sure if he's but starting. he's not going to be out for the playoffs. No, he shouldn't be out for the playoffs. Yeah, now, so, I mean, I guess I guess the only seven. thing we can add, <laughs> Bucks and seven, is 
two years ago before they won the championship and made that run to the finals. Everyone was wanting or assuming that the Bucks would fire Mike Budenholzer as head coach. Um, if this does ultimately fail, or maybe if it does start slow and they're struggling, are we going to start, or if they flame out early in the playoffs again, are we talking about Coach Bud being fired all over again? Is this a thing? I don't think so. I think he got uh, some time when he won a title, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's just like Daniel with this team with the window, like it's now or never, right? Because age wise, you look at this roster, there's not really much youth wise coming up behind it. There is nothing. Like yeah. it's bare bones. Like it's it's stripped to the studs when Giannis is done, kind of thing. Um yeah, but when when is he done though? He's got a long Long career but, ahead of it. But even with people like Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, I mean, these guys are all early 30s. So how much longer can that really last for them to be playing at such a high level? Like how long is your window open usually? It's just a – I'd say it's a few years normally. Mm. Um, and, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why – I don't know why the contract – or I'm, not, I'm sorry, the contract. I don't know why like these aging superstars really matter because realistically, mm. you you want two years out of them. Like you're, hey, come here, take a discount, still be relevant, potentially win a championship, play with one of the best players, potentially of all time. Eventually, you know, at at some point in life, uh, one of the best players, if not the best player in the game right now. I I think that your window isn't that big. But you can always replace these guys. And if you're somewhat drafting okay, eventually you can replace them with guys that are going to be there for three, four years in the system. Maybe they're on their second contract and they they fill that role. Because what role do they really need to fill? The Bobby Portis role? What, what role is that realistically? Yeah. It's not a huge role. I think you have a lot more people to be able to potentially put in that little role compared to a role that Giannis and Middleton and Drew Holiday. I think Middleton and Drew Holiday are your two biggest questions. And mm. I think is as long as you can figure out those two, I think you're okay. But mm. everything else, I'm not I, I don't worry about it at all. Okay. That's why the Bucks are the number one team per our aggregate ranking in the NBA this season. That would usually wrap us up for an episode, but we're going to go through our favorite game really, really fast. And I know this has been longer than normal episodes, so this is going to be pretty quick. But this is going to be our smash and pass. It's back. All right. I think this is the first one for the new season, I believe. I can't remember. I might have to look, see if we've done one in the past couple episodes. But we're going to smash or pass every team if they're a league pass team or not. And the term by league pass means what, Cody? Tell the people. I mean, a league pass team is a team that, like, you're excited to, like, you're tuning in to league pass specifically for that team or, like, you have – it's appointment television. Like, they're playing. You've got it on on your phone or whatever. Like, they're the team that you're checking in on that you buy – like, one of the teams that you buy – the reason you get league pass, like – Yes, you spend the money. Yeah. They're because the, you're going to follow and watch these teams. Exactly. Yep. yep. So, we're going to fly through this, through this real quick. So – Smash or pass if you know the game. They like it. They smash it. They hate it. They pass it. 
Um, but league pass teams, if they are going to be getting league pass to watch these teams. So here we go. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Speed round. Starting with the East. I'm going straight down the East first. I'm not doing a mismatch or anything. Straight. Yeah, that's east fine. That doesn't matter. Straight West. Miami Heat. Smash. Smash. Easy. Easy pass. Yeah, I think that's a pass. I'm just surprised you'd want to watch this team, Cody. Why do you want to watch the Heat? I just want to watch Jimmy Butler, man. Okay. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, the Washington Wizards. Pass. Oh, we'll wait for Dana. He takes a dog out. Pass. Pass. <laughs> he just threw um, a dog out of his door. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even his. How'd he get in there? Uh, yeah, that's a pass. Toronto Raptors. Smash. Pass. I'm a smash. I agree with you. I want to watch the Raptors. I want to watch the Raptors as well. Uh, yeah. The 76ers. This one might be interesting. Smash. Smash. Oh, yeah. I think I have to smash. Although I kind of want to pass. But uh, the Orlando Magic. Smash. You guys smash. both said that Paolo was going to be the rookie of the year. If you don't smash this one to keep up with your own bets, <laughs> you guys are. Hey, man. Hey. Hey, man. Hey. I've seen you fall asleep hey, in between man. answering hey. a question. Okay, hey, man. man. <laughs> All right, man. So give me a second to think. Just a second. I mean, maybe a few seconds. I didn't need a minute or two like you do. I just need a second. Yeah, I smash it because Franz Wagner is – I'm all about Franz Wagner. God, get out God, of here. God, he's awesome. You're going to love watching. Uh, the New York got Knicks. a mouthful of Franz Wagner right now. <laughs> New York Knicks. Pass. Pass. That's easy. I don't what happens in MSG this year. <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. Smash. 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 Atlanta Hawks. Smash. Smash. Okay. Indiana Mainly Pacers. because I'm interested oh. to see like the like if it is good or a train wreck. Yeah, that's fair. Indiana Pacers. Pass. Pass. Easy. What are you watching that for? <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton, right? I uh, hate watching that. <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. Pass or smash, 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 smash. Okay. Sorry. Smash. Boston Celtics. Smash. Smash. Brooklyn Nets. Smash. Smash. Yeah. Train wreck. It's like the best reality show in the NBA. Yeah. Everybody's going to be watching to see Ben Simmons. It's Boston. like the real housewives of Brooklyn. People will tune in more to the Brooklyn Nets to see Ben Simmons like screw up than right. they will to actually watch like fans of the team to watch them play. Because there's 12 fans of the team. It's the minority ownership group. <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Pass. Pass. I agree. Charlotte Hornets. Pass. Pass. Detroit Pistons. Smash. Smash. Nah, that's a good one. I like that. One. All right, West. Memphis Grizzlies. Pat or smash. Smash. Denver Nuggets. Smash. Smash. Dallas Mavericks. Smash. Smash. Really? I kind of I just want to see really Christian like... Wood. I just want to like watch the Christian Wood comedy That's fair. hour. I, I just... get give me a yeah. month and a half of league pass. Mm. And after that, I'm I'm passing. <laughs> Let me just go through the free trial. And <laughs> after that, I'm passing. Seven days. <laughs> yeah. And I'm watch, passing. Watch two games and you're done. <laughs> uh Minnesota Timberwolves. Pass. Easy. Oh, oh easy. Cody's in deep thought. 
does he want to watch Colin Towns and Rudy Gobert on every night? Will you True. tune in on Smash. a Wednesday night? I want to smash for Anthony Edwards, but also no. because I want to see the Twin Towers. Don't say fall. Don't say fall. Don't say fall. Okay. I, New Orleans Pelicans. I got dark. Smash. Smash. Warriors. Don't say words. Smash. Smash. Oklahoma City Thunder. Pass because Pass. I live in the uh, blackout area. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. Smash, even though they're going to be on national team. I'm not interested in them at all. Uh, The Los Angeles Clippers. Pass. Pass. Wow. Phoenix Suns. Pass. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Portland Trailblazers. Smash. Really? Until they give up and start selling off pieces midseason, then I'll quit. But if Dame's healthy, I'll watch that. Sacramento Kings. You know what? I enjoy them. No, smash. Because I like De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk. I like Sabonis. I think it's very quickly going to become a pass, but I think everybody's going to watch it first. Trial Uh, version. Trial version. Smash. (laughs) Trial smash. The trial smash. (laughs) Trial smash. New smash to trial smash. Uh, San Antonio Spurs. Pass. (laughs) Don't need a trial. Utah Jazz. Pass. Pass. Houston Rockets. Pass. Uh, that does it. All 30 teams, league pass. I didn't write anything down. So I didn't either. I think, I, smash I, I think pass I won. There's nothing tied to that. <laughs> I do believe so that. So that wraps stakes. us up. That was our 30 team preview mixed with league pass, smasher pass. And that will lead us into Tuesday, the start of the NBA regular season. So we hope you enjoyed these previews. Rate, review, tell your friends. Is that what Cody says? Is that Daniel's thing? I can't remember. That's me. Rate, review, tell your friends. Daniel always tells you to, like, sneak in your grandma's phone and, like, <laughs> search a bunch of porn and subscribe to our podcast. But I don't think you should do that. I think you should leave your grandma's phone alone. Uh, but you should like, rate, share, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. Cody, anything if you like it. Plug? If you don't like it, then fuck you. <laughs> Cody, anything else to plug? I got nothing. This is opening week. I'm excited. Uh, a lot of stuff happening for us on the Grizz side of things, but great week. Uh, so you don't I'm, have anything or you do? I don't. It sound like you said you didn't, and then you listed a bunch of things. Well, did I, I say Daniel or Cody? I can't you remember. Said, you said I Daniel. thought you asked me if I had anything else to plug, and then Daniel <laughs> said no, and then started listing a bunch of things he wanted to plug. So. <laughs> It's like we're so maybe he was done. maybe when he said no he was answering for me and then just beginning <laughs> his. I have nothing, nothing at all. I'm literally staring at uh, prop bets right now. That's what. What I was about the grizzly? You were saying something about the grizzly. Plug that. No, it wasn't. I was just saying I'm. I'm excited. We obviously have some things going on with the grizzlies, but like what? Um, just, just our normal stuff, man. Just what's the normal, the normal stuff? stuff? Tell the people where they can find it. <laughs> if they want to find it, they can come find me. Don't be a p- Cody. What else you have to plug? I got nothing. I got nothing now. Okay, that's wrapping us up for this week. We'll see you guys next week after, and we'll be able to talk about some actual regular season basketball. Very exciting times. Have a good first week of the NBA season. God bless and be with you in your betting adventure as you try to win betting NBA basketball. Good Jason luck to Tatum everyone. over next seven and a half rebounds. An good only video podcast, no audio. Good luck to everyone involved. See you guys next time.